0: Thanks, Kim. That's uh, you know, this you know this fundraiser for Easter. We just we want to have some fun with this, and so I figure this is just a great way to have some fun to keep the focus on on Easter. I mean, it's uh, it is our it's uh, the most sacred of, of all of our Christ, of our of our of our celebrations with Christmas and, and and Easter. It's about the resurrection of Christ, but you know we we just want to have some fun. We want. But on top of the having the fun with it, of just doing some, some silly things like with a, a raffle. When I say silly, it's just a, just a great fun party thing to do. But at the same time, I, I want to I make sure that your focus is on intercession and prayer for Easter. And we'll be talking more about that a little later on. Uh, so, you know, and so, you know, Jesus came to give us life and life to his fullest, and so, not only are we going to take it dead serious and fast and pray, as I'm calling the church for fasting and prayer, we also want to just have, have some fun with. So, so you know, join us on the, the the fun side of it, but really, really join us on the fasting and, and the prayer side of it. I'm going to be talking about that a little later on, uh, in the message today. But it's good to see all of you today. And if it's your first time with us, it's really, really great to have you here. And uh, we hope that, um, that coming here that you are having an encounter with God and that you're experiencing the, the resurrected Christ, and that there's hope if you had a tough week that you'll like, you'll find that place of, of hope in God that God's doing something great in your life now. A part, of, a part of that is if you, a little later on, as we pass the offering basket, if you'll drop that little tear off and mark the proper box on there, I'm going to send you just a little gift this week just saying, hey, thanks for being with us. It's good to have you here. Do you know what next week is on the 10th? Besides being Josh's birthday next Sunday, do you know what else next Sunday is? Daylight, Daylight savings time and it is it is the extra caffeine sunday okay <laughs> uh, and so what we're going to do we we have a you know um, we have a tradition in our church, and uh, the tradition in our church is for the first service for those of you that make it on time you 're not here you know five minutes late, but if you make it on time, um, I, I have this little thing that i do i 'm just fascinated with uh, with citrus, specifically um, uh, blood oranges and so if you come next sunday and you 're here before nine o 'clock. Um, I will give you some blood orange juice fr- from my trees. Now, sometimes we have to supplement it. We have to go out and buy a few extra because it, because it's a bad year. And this was a bad year. I the the Santa Ana winds just stripped. I lost I lost about I lost three of my trees, uh, and that's why they're called. You know, Satan wins. The devil wins because they kill my citrus trees. But, anyways, but I've got some. I've got some. I'm going to be squeezing some juice for you this week, and uh, we're going to ha- we're going to come together next Sunday morning at nine o'clock, eight o'clock your body time, and uh, we're just going to have we're going to sit around and drink orange juice in the name of Jesus. All right. Um, something else is taking place tonight. I want to just, 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 uh, before I get, I've got, I have a lot of stuff I want to say today because I've, for the past three or four weeks, I've been up in the, uh, the uh, 01 classes and I haven't had a chance to talk to you very much. But I want to, um, tonight on, on the History Channel, they're going to be doing, starting that mini series on the Bible. It's a great chance for you to, to, to talk about this at work with your neighbors. They ask you about it, of having the right questions. I haven't, I, I, it is endorsed by some very strong uh, believers in God. It would, they, as I understand it, they um, sought counsel from Christians, from pastors, from theologians. To have their heads on right. to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Not all theologians believe that. But um, as I understand it, it's, it's good. I've seen some, some cuts and some previews and some stuff like that. No matter what it's like, it's a good chance for you to share Christ. The Bible tells us to take advantage of every opportunity while, you know, while it's still called a day. Uh, take advantage of it and and, and and use it for your benefit, and I want to encourage you you know to do that i want to if you have friends that ask something about it, um, take advantage, jump on it and and share your, the reason that you hope you have hope in christ and uh, so be be in prayer about this God, give me opportunity to 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 share my faith and i 'm going to ask you to be, even be praying for just even this, this presentation for the next uh, few days that this, this, this series is going on. Pray about it. Pray about it. God, people that are asking questions, may they, may they see. People can see the Bible, read the Bible, and never have an encounter with God. But there are some that, that, can, that, that their hearts are ready. They've been honestly seeking God. And God is ready to, to do a great work in their life. So, I want to encourage you along those lines. Be, be, be praying about that. Well, <clears throat> last week, Josh talked about encouraging you to, to come today about, about the importance of staying power, of, of making it through some, some tough times. And how do we make it through tough times? And how do we navigate these waters? And uh, sometimes life is hard, sometimes life is difficult. I know that not all of you know that. Some of you, life is just a cakewalk. It's just sweet all the way through. you never have stress, you never have problems um, and um what <laughs> lie, lie. <laughs> now, life is difficult life, life life's tough life's tough. you know this church, like you, is not without its challenges, and we 're going to talk today about that- an issue of Importance of understanding where some of these challenges come from and, and how to be victorious over some of these challenges and, and hard times and how to have that staying power of how to, to hang in there when sometimes hanging in there is just hard to do and you don't want to do it. We look around at our world right now, and our world's in I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but our world's in a mess right now. Uh... It's in a real mess. You know, well, it's always been this way. Yeah, it has, but I'm going to tell you something. The spirit of Antichrist is increasing in our world. The spirit of Antichrist, the spirit that, that denies who Jesus Christ is and, is and is pushing for that the thing that was prophesied in the Bible of the, the direction towards a one world, not only a one world government, but a one world religion that will be led by the Antichrist, by that one that is trying to take the place of of Jesus Christ, who is going to be a, a, a phony, who's going to say, I'm here to join all religions together, because we're all serving the same god after all some of you call him yahweh some of you call him god some of you call him allah some of you have an idea might something like buddha but you know what we just all need to come together and just live and jesus said that this was a warning of the end time and we look at our world and our world is hurting because we don't know who jesus is we don't see him as being the son of god the one who came to earth to to die for our sins and to pay the price our world is crying out, you know, we, we need some help here, God. Great theologian. <laughs> I'm getting sarcastic here, okay. Aaron and Kathy, well, they'll, they'll, they'll understand this a little bit better, too, here. But uh, great theologian, Willie Nelson. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, whether you like his music or not, and uh, I happen to know that Aaron and Kathy do, because Willie was here on, on, um, on, at uh, Claremont. Uh, on, uh, what day was that? Thursday. And uh, I'm walking up and I said, hey, Aaron and Kathy, all right. So we got, we got you know, we, we, saw, we saw Willie. He had a song. He wrote a song. Some of you may know about his song that he wrote. I think it was like his last song, a pretty recent song. The name of the song is Come On Back, Jesus, and Pick Up John Wayne on the Way. You know, and, you know the idea, I mean, um, the, the idea behind it is, is that, you know, Jesus, we need you, but uh, we also need somebody that can make some sense out of this, this, this place that we are in right now. We need somebody that can, um, you know, the lyrics, I was going to play this song, but I've got to be honest with you, I decided not to after a short time. No, <laughs> um, well, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> It's a fun song. It's it's a fun song. It's but um, but 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 there's so much truth to this song. I mean, there really there really is. Uh, and again, you know, sometimes I mean, you know, as as people are expressing and as music is expressing the heart of and the hunger inside of people. But 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 the issue is behind this is you know come on back Jesus you really are the answer and you can bring John Wayne you know he can you know you know the Duke can you know you know part of the lyrics we need the Duke here to. you know, to to, to do something. But you see, the issue is, is no, we don't need John Wayne. The issue is we need all believers functioning in their authority. I want to talk to you today about your authority, your authority as as a believer in Christ Um, and, and the importance of this time in history, this unique time in history that each one of us gets to live. That while we, we don't need John Wayne, what we need is that active functioning of the believers in Christ, knowing that God has called them. See, sometimes we, we forget that this battle that we are in, that it is supernatural. In some of the hard places that many of you are living in that you're struggling through, sometimes we forget that our battle is not against flesh and blood but against the powers and the authorities that are raised up against the knowledge of God. And that God is saying to us, he says, as Jesus is is getting ready to leave planet Earth and and to 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 be taken up into heaven, he says, all authority is given to me on Earth. And because it's given to me, I'm now passing this authority on to you. And I want you to, to go into all the world. I want you to go into all the world and to be baptizing people. I want you to be moving against the enemy's plans. And I want you to do it because I am giving you the authority to do it. And so many times as believers, we just simply live under that authority. We, 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 the idea is that, well, there's somebody else that, that can do it. There's somebody else that, that, that is is going to to rise to the occasion and they're going to be able to solve some problems. And I want to awaken you to the place of a a high privilege that you have in Christ to function in authority, with authority, and to undo the works of the devil. Satan doesn't want you to understand the authority that God has given you. And so many times, believers just kind of stumble around you know, with, with from, from, from situation to situation, from problem to problem, and kind of hoping that someday it's going to all come together and that someday I'm going to, to be able to, uh, to, to to take it out. Maybe, you know, maybe Jesus will come on back and, and maybe he will bring John Wayne with him and it's going to kind of be over with and some of my, my stress is going to be over with. Again, I say this a lot around the church, but Jesus did say, in this world, you will have problems. You're gonna have difficulty in this world. But his words were, don't worry, little flock. Don't sweat it. I have overcome. I've overcome. And God is wanting us to live with the mentality of overcomers. No, there's a problem. There's a situation Yes, my life is not without stress and without problems and without, some, without some, some grief, but that's okay. God has called me and placed me in a place of authority, and I'm going to live there, and I'm going to function my life there. And knowing how can, how can we live in that place. Now, I'm going to say something, and I need you to, to listen closely. And as I'm saying this, I want you to, to give grace to me and give grace to everybody else. But a lot of times, believers begin to function in their authority, and they just get spiritually weird. And because, because they get spiritually weird, then one of the things that tends to happen is we kind of back off and we say, Oh, you know, this draws in a lot of odd ducks when we do this thing. It just draws in, some, you know. You know, it's just let's just kind of keep it in the middle of the road and kind of, kind of keep it safe and kind of keep it. And you know, that's one of the enemy's plans is, is to kind of keep us in, in you know, in a place where he's got us in a box where, where we're, we don't understand that authority, we're afraid to function in that authority. And and as a pastor of the church, I always retain the, the, that that place of, as a shepherd to say when somebody's getting out of line and getting weird and functioning in spiritual authority, back off a little bit here. Back off a little bit. Keep your function on Jesus Christ, who he is, and the authority he's given you. Stay in the word. It's the reason that we are doing this School of the Bible on Monday nights. I'm sorry, Wednesday nights. Understand your authority. Tap into it. And don't start getting weird and thinking that you're God's answer, that you're John Wayne he's gonna bring back. We stay in Christ. We function in his authority. And we are going to begin to, to experience that, that great privilege of that high calling. That I can move against the powers of darkness. And I can bring down the enemy's plans. When we begin to function in that authority. It is an Listen closely. This is a matter of semantics here. It is not your authority. It is Christ's authority that he is sharing with you. All power has been given to me. Therefore, you go. He has commissioned you with his authority. He has commissioned you to, to go into the world, to preach the gospel, to move against the kingdom of darkness, to undo the works of the devil... And to proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord. When Jesus was incarnate, when he became a human being, he, it's not like Jesus kind of kind of happened and, and God says, it's a good guy. I think I'll work with him for a while. Jesus has always existed as the Son of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. John very clearly tells us. In, in, in his letter, his first letter, that, that Jesus was the active one, that the son, that second member of the Trinity, one God in three parts. Don't, you, you, can, you can struggle with the Trinity all you want, but I'm going to tell you something. This side of heaven, you're never really, really going to grasp it. You get to heaven, and you're going to go, oh, it makes sense now. I, 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 I get it. But yes, there is one God. It's only one God. We are serving one God, one God and one God alone. But He has a, there's a trinity to him of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that Son became incarnate, came, on, took, came to earth to, to take our sins to the cross, There was only one way that our sins could be forgiven, and that's through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But he didn't come just to forgive us of our sins. He came that he could take man into that place of dominion over the works of the devil. You're not a Christian. You're not a believer just so that you don't have to go to hell. You're a Christian, you're a believer, you're a follower of Christ because God's got a plan of dominion in your life. God's got a plan to stir you up, to give you a picture, to give you a vision of the kingdom of God alive and active and moving aggressively against the works of the devil. And much of the weakness of the church is due to the failure that we don't understand the authority that God has given us. We don't function in that place, so we start to function in a little bit. The enemy of God slaps us across the face. We gets back down. It's, oh, it's tough. I don't want to do this anymore. It's hard. You begin to step out in faith, and you begin to do the, 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 the deeds of Jesus, and the enemy of God comes against you and, and beats the daylights out of you. Let's just be nice little Christians over in the corner and and pray, and let's sing with, with, with Willie. Come back, Jesus, and bring John Wayne real quick, okay? Come on, come on, bring bring John Wayne. We need John Wayne real quick here, Lord. And Jesus is saying, no, no, you 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 be John Wayne. Bad theology there, but you know, <laughs> He said, I've given you the authority. As an individual, there's that privilege of that high calling, of that high position, of functioning in that authority. And, and the life of Christ and Christ alive. And as we are doing that, I've understand that I am an heir of God. I'm joint heirs with, with Christ and the blessings of the Lord. while Jesus was here, he's, he's stirring the hearts of believers, and he's, he's telling them, he's telling us. He's, he's telling me, He's telling you that whenever you see a mountain speak against that mountain these the, the serious roadblocks that, that, that confront many of you and the reason that we were saying last week and, and Josh as we, are, as, we, as we work together on developing sermons and, and getting the, the thoughts together the issue behind it all is, is, that, is that as we're moving against the kingdom of God moving with the kingdom of God against, against the kingdom of Satan that, that there is going to be some difficulties out there and Jesus saying, I'm giving you the authority to speak to that mountain and say, mountain, go away. I'm asking you to, to be in prayer and fasting and intercession about our Easter presentation. I'm asking you to pray and to really, really pray. But I'm going to tell you something. When there's a mountain in the way, Jesus didn't say, call a prayer meeting. He said, you... In your place of authority, speak to that mountain and say, be gone. Prayer is not that area of, of authority. Prayer is not that, that thing that, that puts us in authority. It has already been given by Jesus. People who function in authority pray. They are prayer warriors. They are intercessors. They are seekers of the face of God. But authority is not prayer. Authority is you stepping out and saying, enough of this, no more. No more. When Moses came up against the red sea he didn 't say let 's let's, let's call for forty days of fasting and prayer. Moses took the authority that God had given him and held out his rod over the Red Sea and it parted that thing that was then was at that time was a block for them to, to move ahead in god 's plan for their lives all of a sudden. It became not only a protection for them, it also eventually became the thing that destroyed their enemy. The Bible tells us that in, very, in, in, in the Song of Moses, it's one of the most incredible, beautiful songs. Moses is singing about, about the horse and the rider was thrown into this It's incredible. Just absolutely incredible. By the way, some recent archaeology—it's about the place where they think that they might might have been where Moses crossed. They found some some iron, some um, bronze uh, chariot wheels there. Interesting, huh? So when you watch the Bible and you say, "Oh, they—they they found that National Geographic's and biblical archaeology has got some got a picture of a wheel, huh? Wonder if that was the pharaohs' wonder." Hmm. But Moses' arm. When he was held over the water in the authority of God, there was an immediate response. And the children of Israel went into that thing that was was a block. Now, listen to what I'm going to say next closely. Listen to what I'm going to say closely. In some of those places that some of you are just coming up against that wall... Up against that that Red Sea, up against that mountain, up against that thing that is causing those difficulties. God delights to delegate his power to you. God delights to, to, to give you that power and that authority when we are obedient servants of the Lord. And as we get into some other, some other stuff on the outline, a couple of moments. When we are obedient servants of the Lord, God delights. What God does for a good time, what God does that, that, that really puts a smile on his face is to delegate that authority to you and say, now then, go in my name. Drive out those demons. Speak to, this, to the illnesses. Tell them to be gone. Move against those things. When those mountains come up in our way, that the the Lord says, I want you to to speak to these things and tell them to go away. God is always desiring to give his authority to you that you can use his authority in the right way. To come against that work of the devil in your life. The fact that of spiritual warfare is there the fact that, is, that, that we are alive in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 our wrestling is not against flesh and blood but against the principalities against the powers and against the, the world rulers of this darkness and against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenlies there's a spiritual realm that's out there that is, is affecting your physical life. And God is calling us to move out against those spiritual beings that are causing us. Sometimes, see, we can get so secular in our approach. We can get so used to, if I just have the power to do this, then I'll be... See, as, as we've been saying in the past couple of weeks, and Josh has been saying in the past couple of weeks, is that... Being successful, being a success is, is not hard. It's not hard to be successful. You can go to, to Barnes & Nobles and, honestly, if you, if you buy some of the self-help books and if you apply them to your life and you work with them and you, and you strictly adhere to them, you will be successful. You will be successful. But breakthrough is not that way. Spiritual breakthrough is not going to apply to, to success in the business world To success in in, in the spiritual breakthrough comes as we humble ourselves before God, we are obedient to God, we take that delegated authority that He has given to us, and then He tells us now, then speak against those things. When Jesus came up to the tomb that Lazarus was was, was in, and, and, and Jesus spoke to Lazarus and He called him forth. Again, he, he, Jesus prayed, Lord, I thank you. And I'm, I'm praying out loud, God, uh, not, not, not for myself, but I've, so that everyone around here is going to see and know that this is coming from you. He was functioning in, in the Father's authority that, that the Father had given him when he came to earth. And he's calling us into the promises, now then, come back to life. Write this down. This is important for some of you. Keep this in your, in, in your thought this week. There's some situations that some of you are facing that you need to even picture yourself standing in front of the tomb of Jesus and you need to say, come forth, come forth. There was a season in the church, some of you will remember this, as we were gathered here and we were interceding and, and, and praying and calling on the Lord. And God gave one of our members a, a very dynamic word, a very specific word. Some of you in this, sitting in this auditorium right now are a direct answer to that word that was spoken that night. Specifically, the Lord had spoke to this, to this one lady about people living across the street right here that, that did not know the Lord. And she said, the Lord spoke to her and said, we need to speak to, across the street and say, come forth. Come forth. See, some of you that, that, maybe you've had your marriages saved, you live across the street. Some of you that, and how far does across the street go until across the street quits, it comes back around, I guess. I'll be around the world, I'm not sure. But it's that place of saying, God, you have placed an authority in me, and I'm going to function in that authority now. I'm going to call these things forth and learning how to, to bind the enemy's plans. And this is a place sometimes where people really get weird. They they get into to demon chasing. That is that, that it's, it's it's out of balance. It is, they, they tend to take it on themselves and see like, like that they are the answer, that they have, more, they have more authority than Jesus sometimes. Jesus, while he has shared his authority with us, we must remain under his authority. We must make sure that when we are coming against the enemy, that we are paying attention. There's a passage in the Old Testament that says that when you grab a hold of Leviathan, the symbol of Satan, when you grab a hold of him... You better make sure that you're doing it the right way because if you're not, you're going to be in big trouble because he'll tear you up. I can't tell you the numbers of times that I have seen people step out not really being under the authority of Christ because their life was so out of control. Their life was not functioning under the authority of Christ, but they tried to tap into something and they got beat up really, really bad. When we stay under that authority of Christ, we can plan to function in authority because our battle is not against, it's not against your boss that's writing you. It is not against the, 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 the lack of, uh, of, of, uh, of work coming in. It is against the powers and the principalities that is trying to rob you. And coming to that place of staying under the authority of God and saying, God, now then, because of that, I am going to speak to this mountain and I'm going to say, be gone. Listen, if you are having it difficult financially and you do not have the mark of God on your finances, you're blocking off the authority of God of working in your finances. If you are having difficulty in your marriages and we are not doing what the Bible says, of husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. Wives, see to it that you respect your husbands. And we're trying to do it in a way that is like the world, like the Antichrist would tell us to do it. You can't expect God to save your marriage. God, I just need mental health. I, need, I just need to have my... I just really need to... But we're, we're bringing in all of the doctrines of demons into our lives, and we're paying more attention to them than we are the Word of God can expect the authority of Christ to work through you to solve his problems. My encouragement to you as your pastor is you step out in authority and you begin to, 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 to rebuke the works of the, the devil. And you're beginning to say no to the plans of the enemy. That what you're doing is that you're doing it God's way. And you're saying no. And sometimes you need to understand... You can be function in the authority, and God can be blessing, but the enemy of God is going to be coming against you anyway. And you have to know where to say, no, I'm not going to put up with this. Many of you know that a couple of years ago, I had um, God save my life, literally. Um, and, um, you know, all healing comes from God. All healing does. God used some doctors to, to heal me, to save my life. Um, I and um, I have to go I had open-heart surgery had a quadruple bypass God did honestly it was an incredible miracle what God did when I had this first situation of a problem with my heart I was out in the bush in Africa I mean I don't think even God knew where I was you know I mean it was I mean it was so far away from 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 any, anything closely remoted to any kind of, of, of physical health if something would have happened there, um, I, I was I was with these with this Bush tribe, and they, um, I mean, they're they're extremely primitive, and um, very 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 primitive. They don't they don't have huts. They don't use any any tools. I mean, they have knives and bows and arrows. That's all they you know. And as I was out hunting with them, and man, my heart just started. Oh, man, I've I got problems. I got problems here. I got problems. But God saved my life and got, got me home. I went to see the doctor, and he said, "You know," the doctor said, "Whoa, you got, you got some big problems here, kid. You're 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 in a, you are in a mess. You are in a big, big, big mess." God saved my life and and, and brought me and brought me home to where I could have that. You know, could God have healed me out in the, in the, I'm sure He could. Of course He could. He's God. Do what He wants to. But God chose to do it this way. God saved my life. I've I, I got to be honest with you. I feel like that every day beyond that, that, that time, of that place that I'll never forget, every day is a gift from God. It's an extra gift from God, especially since everybody in my family has, has died at that age that I was at that time. And I shouldn't say everybody, not, but, but it's just common for there to be big, big, big heart issues at the age of 63. And and God did a miracle in my life. This past past week on Tuesday, I I drove over to UCLA to see the cardiologist that uh for my checkup and I walked in and you know, you know, all the stuff, you know, and you know, the all the blood pressures and all of the you know the blood tests and everything and uh you know wow, you know, Larry, you are doing great. Larry, you are I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. You, you know, you need to lose a little bit of weight, Larry, but keep, you know, keep doing it. You know, that donut, leave it alone. Um, <laughs> just say you no. Know, yeah. So You're doing good. You're doing really good. You know, your there, there is your your blood pressure is is perfect. You know, your blood tests are perfect. Uh, you know the. Uh, that, you know our clotter arteries, and you know they're, they're at the right place. Everything, everything, it's just it's just it's great. It's fantastic. Good, good, good. Drove home from UCLA all the way across. You know, the, God, thank you, God. Oh God, wow. God, thank you. So, God, thank you so much. What a great thing, God. What a great thing. I, thank you for the extension to my life. God, thank you for letting me. that thank you. And that night, as I went to bed. And I, was, I was laying in the bed, and all of a sudden, it just like <clears> out <throat> right on my chest, like an elephant sitting on my chest—the elephant that we were chasing in the in the jungle. Just like, almost, you know, like oh, and I—I got up and I you know walked into the family room. I'm just sitting there, going, you know, and I'm about, I'm about ready to wake Janice up and say, you know, you better get you better call an ambulance. I'm, this, it's this this am I'm, I'm you know I'm you know I'm I'm going to be surprised if I make it through the night. You know and and God spoke to me, said Use your authority, kid. Say no to it. Say no to it. Don't let this happen. You can let it happen or you can say no to it. It's up to you. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. The devil is a liar, and he robs. That's what his job description is, is liar, killer, and stealer, okay? That's his job description. That's what he does. Everything that God gives you, he wants to steal from you. Hope that you have in your marriage. Hope you have in your finances. His job is to steal it from you. That's what he does. And wait a minute. I had a gift from God this morning. I had a positive word from the Lord this morning by way of, of, of my doctor. And no, I'm not going to receive this. I refuse to take this. In the name of Jesus, be gone. No more, no more, no more, no more. And I gotta tell you just as 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 clearly as it was, it was just it just simply left. Yes. I I'm gonna tell you what, I know I could have laid there and died if I wanted to. I know I could have. God gives us authority. He says, I want you to use it. 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 it." God is speaking to all of you and wanting you to, to use that authority. God is speaking to all of us as a church and he's calling us to use our authority to say no to the enemy's plans. As we're getting ready for Easter, God is expecting many of you to call forth those people that are laying in spiritual graves and say, come forth, come on, come on forth, come forth. This Easter is supposed to be an Easter of great series of events. It's supposed to be a time of great breakthrough in our church, as our church has gone through and as goes through those attacks of the enemy and difficult times, just like each one of us. That we are to say yes to the plan of God and no to the plan of the enemy. What I want you to, 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 to do with this morning, to deal with this, is that God calls us to be aggressively moving against the enemy's plans. And God calls us to, to, to move out, not with a, a secular attitude of, of, you know, I'll do it myself, I'll advertise my way into to, to great success, but I'm going to pray my way into great success that that place of high privilege that God has called me to, I want to live there as that anointed child of God, that one that has been given authority and dominion, and and I want to live there, and I want to do those things that that God is calling me to to, to do. I want to be faithful to the call of God. And Sometimes the call of God, it's difficult. Jesus had to walk every place that he went. Sometimes you're moving ahead in God, it means to walk. Walking isn't taking a jet and getting there. It is being faithful to the last thing that God has told you to do. It is moving ahead. It is not losing heart. A passage in Corinthians in chapter 4. In this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the passage comes across with the idea that you know, we are hard-pressed on, on every side. We are We are crushed. Uh, perplexed, but not in despair; persecuted, but not abandoned; struck down, but not destroyed. Yeah, it's going to be some difficulties, and Paul knew what it was to face difficulties. But he said, "But, but I'm not destroyed. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not torn down. I'm going to keep moving ahead." That word, that word, persecuted. You know, we are, we are, we're, we're, the word persecuted simply means the idea that that it's hunted and it's hounded. And sometimes you may feel like you're being hunted and you're being hounded. And I'm going to tell you what. Tuesday night, I felt like I was being hunted and hounded. I felt like, man, you know, God, why? God's saying, you use your authority. I've given you the gift. Now go, uh, the, the, the gift of life. Now then use the authority that I'm, that I'm calling you to do. Paul says, that we're struck now. And we're, you know, it's like the box that gets knocked down, but I'm going to get back up. And if you've been knocked down, God is saying, get back up. Don't lay on the floor. Don't lay lay in the family room and die. But instead, get up and move ahead and move into what God's called you to Number one on your outline is remember that God loves you and that God has called you. That God loves you and that God has called you. This passage in... In, uh, in, in 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 Corinthians, it deals with the idea that since, therefore, through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. If you're going to have a ministry, the enemy of God, the devil, Satan—all those words that our Western culture doesn't want us to say because it sounds so uh, it sounds it sounds so immature, it sounds so 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 you know so uneducated. There is an enemy of God. You can call him what you want to call him. But there's an enemy of God that's got a plan to destroy you and to send you to hell. And it's up to you to say, "No, I'm going to live under the blood of Jesus Christ, and this is where I'm going to be." That since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we don't lose heart. Yeah, I'm beat, I'm beat up. I'm I'm, I'm thrown down, but I'm not knocked out. And I'm going to make it from here passage in 1 Corinthians and won't be on, your, on, the, out, on the outline or on the um, screen but by the grace of God I am what I am by God's grace I am I'm going to make it I'm going to put my trust and my faith in God I don't have to, to again to be praying for this because God has already given it to me I just need to function in it the second thing on your outline that I want you to write down as you're, as you're, as you're moving into a place of understanding of authority that God's got in mind for you is that that I, you know I've got to be honest. I have to stay honest in, in this in the next passage in number two of, first, of second Corinthians, rather we have renounced. Uh, the, the secret and the shameful ways, and we do not, loo- uh, we do not use deception, nor we, do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. That, that I, I've got to be honest about this. I have to work in, in function in, in honesty and authority. Now, okay, number one, I'm going to tell you something. We've all messed up. That comes as a shock to you. I know, I know, I know. We've all messed up. We're all sinners. We all have a litany of things that we have done in our past that embarrasses us before God. We all do. Every one of us. I got more than my fair share of stupid things, okay? I got part of your share too, all right? Uh, but we have to be honest with it. And so, okay, now then, God, I'm going to I'm going to be honest about this place in my life. I'm going to move ahead in you. God, I'm going to be honest. God, you have forgiven me of those things and now it's time for me to move ahead. If there's some things that, that, that the enemy of God is robbing you, deal with them. Deal with them. If you need to ask forgiveness, ask forgiveness. If you need to make restitution, make restitution. There's things in my life that I had to go back and, and undo. I've had to go back and, and say, you know what? I did this at this time, you know, and I need to, I need to do whatever it takes to get it squared away because I want to be accountable I want to be honest. I want to maintain a clear conscience. And Paul is saying, what we, our conscience is, is subject to your conscience. We want to pay close attention to what you're saying to us. Number three is you have to have the right motive. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it for it to build up my own image? Or am I doing it to serve God? And Paul says, you know, in verse 5, we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. And ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. For the sake of Jesus, what we are doing and what you are doing, it's because you've been captured by the love of God and know that Jesus Christ is the only way. Nothing will will, will kill kill a successful ministry like letting your motive, the reason you're doing it, get out of line, letting ego get in the way. And Paul is saying, I got to make sure I keep my ego in check that I'm serving Christ and Christ alone. When I use my authority, it's not to make me look good. It's to give glory to Jesus Christ. I have to depend on Jesus and not on myself. The fourth thing on your outline is that I I have to accept the fact that uh, I have to depend on God and not myself. I have to accept my limitations. There are some things that I can do and that I can't do. And I have to, to trust in God, and to keep it in balance that it all comes from God. Verse seven of this of Second uh, Corinthians in chapter four, it says, "But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We have this tra- this treasure in jars of clay. We are all jars of clay." Don't look at yourself as being God. Don't look at yourself as being perfect. But God, you're doing your work inside of me. And it pleases God for his dominion and his authority to be shared with you. And as we are that jar of clay, we're going to say, God, I'm going to let you use me in your way. And I also, in, in doing this and realizing that, that this all-surpassing God is theirs, and it's something that I... I could, spend a whole, I could spend about a whole year on a sermon series on this one, but never lose your sense of urgency about the importance of the advancement of the kingdom of God. I want to stir up your urgency about what is coming up on Easter. Do you know that there really are people whose lives, their eternal salvation depends on how successful in the kingdom of God that we are in proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ on Easter? And we have to take it, take it that, that, that urgent. And the fifth thing on your outline is that is that i must be a person uh, of love and in paul saying in verse 15 of second uh, corinthians chapter 4 all this is for your benefit so that the great so that the grace of god that is reaching more and more people may because thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of god that these things are happening for, for our benefit so that, that thanksgiving can flow, that God's grace will be magnified. Number six on your outline is that I have to pace myself. I have to pace myself. While I am in, moving ahead in, w- with a sense of urgency, I must also pace myself and realize that, that I'm not Jesus. And I need for him to, to rest me and to renew me. Make sure that you have that plan of renewal of God, give me good rest so that I can move ahead in you. And when it comes time to work, I can roll up my sleeves and do it. Jesus took time to get away. One time in one of the greatest points of spiritual warfare that they were facing, Jesus in the front of the boat, taking a nap. Yes. And so moving ahead saying, "God, I want to listen to your voice, and I want to plan. Now number seven on your outline, and this is the, this is the, the last thing I must worship and to come to the front on this is that I must keep my eyes on the goal. What is, WHAT IS THIS ALL ABOUT? IT IS ABOUT that, THE URGENCY OF THAT GOAL OF PROCLAIMING JESUS CHRIST. IT IS ABOUT THE IDEA THAT THIS IS JUST A, a VERY SHORT TIME THAT WE'RE HERE ON PLANET EARTH. AND I HAVE to, TO INVEST MY TIME AND MY ENERGY IN THE ADVANCEMENT OF GOD. THAT IS THE ONLY THING THAT'S GOING TO LAST FOR ETERNITY. Um, I LOVE MY HOME. IT'S A GREAT HOME. I REALLY, REALLY LOVE IT. BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? IT'S NOT GOING TO LAST FOR ETERNITY. THAT IS NOT MY DWELLING PLACE IN, in HEAVEN. My dwelling place in heaven is what I'm how I am building my my, my 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 place right now. Keep my eyes on the goal. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, life is hard. Paul's saying that for the, these light momentary troubles that we're facing here, that, that it's worth it all. Paul, Paul is saying these light momentary troubles. Paul was beaten, at least we know of at least five times. He was shipwrecked he was thrown in prison several times he was sick he probably had malaria uh, he was thrown out of cities he was stoned and then he says these light momentary problems <laughs> keep it in focus keep it in focus keep my eyes on the goal i'm not going to lose sight of the goal The way to have that staying power is to be convinced that God has called you and that God has given you his authority. Yeah, I may be hard-pressed on every side. It may be difficult. It may be a problem. But that's okay. I know that God loves me and God's got a plan. My encouragement to you this morning, if you're having trouble standing, quit looking at it from your own eyes. Look at it from the one who is seated in the heavenlies and saying... And all the power and authority has been given to me and I'm giving it to you now. See yourself as that child of God, the one that God has called to, to speak promise and hope to, to the dying world around you. To walk up to their grave and say, come on out. Come on out, come on out to life. Come experience life. I'm ask you if you'd stand. You know, if you've never given your life to Christ and if you've never allowed that authority of Christ to to forgive you of your sins and to place you into into a place of hope, I want to encourage you to do something this morning and to step across that line of faith. I want to ask you to be bold and courageous in a couple of seconds to walk up to the front and say, I need to give Christ my life. I need need to to move into the things of God. I'm, you know, honestly, I don't want to make it very easy for you. I want to make it hard—not <laughs> so hard that you won't do it, but I want you to understand that serving God, yeah, it is moving against the kingdom of hell. It is saying no to the ways of the devil. It is saying no to the ways that sometimes we get so accustomed to living, and is saying yes to, to God and His plan for your life. My plan as a church is to call all of us to that—that to that place of function and that high authority of intercessors and prayer warriors and people who function in authority. I want to ask you to begin to take that place of prayer, seeking the face of God, calling together specific prayer gatherings and prayer meetings for, for Easter. Joining us on Sunday mornings, either at 9 o'clock up and, up, up, upstairs or about 9.15 about down here and gathering around, gathering around and praying, coming, kneeling, and praying. Praying for the, the, the move of God, the move of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, an awakening that, that stirs the, the, the church, the church of Jesus Christ, where no longer described as, as dry bones, but instead is a live and moving member of, of, and it's moving against the kingdom of, of Satan. Father in heaven. We want to be a church that functions in the authority. As we're moving into this Easter season, I pray, Father, that we will have our hearts grabbed by you. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Now, Father, this morning as we receive this offering that we're going to be receiving now, I pray, Father, that you would stir our hearts. You would stir them boldly. FOR THOSE THAT HAVE EXCLUDED YOU FROM THEIR FINANCES, THAT THEY HAVE NOT HAD GOD-HONORING FINANCIAL PRACTICES, THAT THEY WILL REPENT AND BEGIN TO PUT THEIR their TRUST AND THEIR FAITH IN YOU, THAT THEY WILL INVEST THE SEEDS IN THE RIGHT PLACE. WE THANK YOU FOR YOUR FAITHFULNESS TO US. BLESS THIS OFFERING THAT PEOPLE MAY NOT COME TO KNOW JESUS CHRIST. AMEN. USHERS, WOULD YOU COME TO THE FRONT AND JUST BEGIN TO PASS THE BASKETS AS WE SING THIS LAST SONG. IF YOU DON'T KNOW JESUS, if you don't know Jesus, if you walked out of here today, moving across the street and a car hits you and, and, and you stood before God, and God said to you, why should I let you into my heaven? What is your answer going to be? I was pretty good. There's only one answer that's acceptable. By the blood of Jesus Christ, he forgave my sins. It's the only one. If you can't say that, you can't say I made Jesus my Lord and my Savior. You need to be up here in the front giving your life to Christ today.